Hello, and welcome back to The Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan. And I'm Jordan. So today, I thought we would take a little journey into Ouija boards. After we had that episode with my mother, I really wanted to look into a few Ouija board stories. It was only a matter of time. (laughs) And I also wanted to look into the history of Ouija boards. So I think we found some very interesting stuff. And uh, Jordan, I'm just going to let you take it away. All right. So I got the history of the Ouija boards here. So Ouija boards first showed up around the 1800s. First advertised in February of 1891 at a Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop. Priced at $1.50, Ouija, the most wonderful talking board as advertised, was described as a magical device that would answer questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy. And also promised never-failing amusement and recreation for all classes. A link between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial, There was also an advertisement in the New York newspaper that declared the Ouija board to be interesting and mysterious. Although patented in 1891, where did the origins of the Ouija board come from? Well, for that, we travel back to earlier in the 19th century. But first, let's hear our first story. So our first story today comes to us from Reddit. All of our stories come to us from Reddit today. Yay. (laughs) This was posted by Alternative Bend 327 So, this person states, Friends got three of us using a Ouija board. We thought it was goofy, you know, fake. As it got weirder, started to wonder if there might be some kind of unintentional subconscious influence happening. It started out harmless, but got darker. Many spirits became threatening over time and began to admit to being the same individual. I felt I was being pranked, so I quit. Third friend, not the instigator, so I'm assuming not the one who brought the Ouija board and got him into it, seemed weirdly obsessed and wanted to do it more and started doing it alone. Then one night at an outdoor party, the instigator got got it out with the obsessed friend for a spooky laugh. There was about 10 teenage boys watching, mocking, and laughing. Spirit eventually identified as the usual negative spirit and used some new names that many, many years later I found associated online with demonic entities, which is probably why he's not saying any of the names of these people. You should not repeat the names. He's actually being very smart. Yeah. Anyways, spirit got really pissed by the mocking and insulting comments slash questions, especially from the loud friend. It also mentioned other people we knew were talking to it. We were really confused. It was confusing. The loud friend thought we were messing with him and threatened to destroy the board. The spirit directly threatened him, so he grabbed the board and broke it into two pieces. There was a bizarre, now what, pause, and then the group decided we should burn the board, being the best idea for a group of drunk teens. At this point, most felt they were just going along with a joke, but some were getting really freaked out. So we tried to burn the board. It would not light. Of course. Right? Had to go to 7-Eleven and empty two entire canisters of charcoal, charcoal lighter fluid before it finally caught. As it burned, obsessed friend was visibly upset and mumbled that he knew how to make one anyways. 
I asked, what the fuck? And he said, it told me how. Days later, we found out a group of kids from the same high school also was on a Ouija board that night. And it also mentioned us to them, including that we had made it angry. This was before cell phones, and we were at an outdoor party, so nobody knew about the other group at the party. Several more days later, the loud friend, who was threatened, was in a serious car accident. Oh, no. Being ejected from a pickup. He survived. Thank goodness. That's good. That's good. As far as I know, that's where the story ends. I was not aware of anyone else using a Ouija board after that night. I still have friends who were at that party but lost touch with the main people involved. We never spoke about it since. We were too embarrassed. I mean, I would too. That's, <laughs> I, that's creepy. I don't... Yeah, the, that one... That one's a little bit violent. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway, continuing on with the history of Ouija boards. Spiritualism, although strong in Europe for years, didn't hit hard in America until 1848, thanks to the Fox Sisters of upstate New York. The Fox Sisters claimed to be able to receive messages from spirits who would rap on the walls in order to answer questions. They were able to recreate this feat of channeling in parlors all across America. The stories of the sisters and other spiritualists helped spiritualism reach millions. It worked for Americans and Christianity. One could have a seance one night and have no issue going to church the next day. There are a few ways the dead would communicate during seances, either through rapping on walls to answer questions. Automatic writing, spiritualists will call out a letter or number, and someone would write it down, or table-turning parties where the participants would place their hands on the table and it would begin to shake and rattle while everyone claimed to not be doing anything to manipulate the table. As spiritualism grew, so did frustration over how the dead communicate. It simply took too long and was pretty boring. So what did they do? We find out after our next story. Hello, I'm back. So our next story comes to us from user TalkLevel8744. It's my remote-controlled lights turned on by themselves after having a Ouija board in home. So a little under a month ago, I was given a Ouija board by a friend. Two other people than myself set the room up for it and got ready to start. We weren't expecting much as the friend who had given it to me said that many times he had tried, it only worked once or twice. And it had moved and even then he believed to be one of their friends subconsciously moving it. We began the session and followed all the rules. We asked introduction questions for about 20 minutes with no response. One of the main rules is not to ask for physical signs, of course. My friend had asked if there was any way we could know anyone was with us, and my cat, who had been laying nearby, started looking around as if someone was running circles around the room and then stopped. We tried to ask a few more questions with no response. We finished session and went about our nights. Here is where I'm troubled. An hour after everyone had left me and my partner was laying in bed as he was just gotten home from work and I was telling him what we had attempted and our lights suddenly turned on by themselves. My lights are operated by a controller on the wall and not a switch. He was spooked more than I was and we decided to simply ignore it as a malfunction. A week or so later, a neighbor came by and mentioned how bad luck and stuff it is. 
Once she left, we were discussing how she was simply being so negative and rude. And as we said the words, the lights turned on and off twice, twice in a row, flickering this time. I grabbed the controller off the wall and turned them off. Again, after that, it has been calm until this morning. I finally gave the board back last night. And as we were laying in bed this morning, me and my partner were simply talking about life and being grateful for each other. And what we have, the lights turned on once again. Oh my God, what is going on? Sounds like either something's wrong with their electrical all of a sudden after this Ouija board. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Or or they have a little ghosty attached to the house now like my mom. I'm going to say electrical. (laughs) All right, continuing on. In 1886, the fledgling Associated Press reported a new way to speak to the dead. This phenomenon was taking over spiritualist camps in Ohio. It was called the talking board, a.k.a. the original Ouija board. After hearing of this new phenomenon, Charles Kennard of Baltimore, Maryland, acted on it. In 1890, Charles pulled together four investors, two of them including Elijah Bond, a local attorney, and Colonel Washington Bowie, a surveyor, to start the Kennard novelty company to exclusively make and market the talking board. But what to call it? The name Ouija is popularly believed to be a combination of the French word we and the German word ja. But Ouija board researchers Robert Mulch found that the name Ouija comes from Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, believed to have been a strong medium. The name Ouija came through when they asked the board what they should name it. They asked what Ouija meant and were told, good luck. Now, it should be noted that Peters was wearing a locket with a picture of a woman with the name Ouija above her head. Some think the woman in the locket was a famous author and women's rights activist, Ouida, whom Peters admired, and Ouija was a misreading. How about we get another story in here? Okay. So, our next story is from This Little Waboo. Oh, yay. <laughs> Real Ouija board story about my mother. All right, so my mother is 37 right now, and when this story takes place is when she was, like, about 12 or so. It was about 25 years ago. Anyways, my mom, Sarah, has two other siblings and a brother. The oldest, Kara, is the only one that I'm going to tell you the name of for now because she is who my mom was with. Anyways, my mom and Kara were home alone for a few days because their mom and dad were gone to Vegas. The other two kids, Robert and Amanda, were off at different friends' houses. But my mom said Kara and her got bored because they were not very rich and couldn't afford getting game consoles and things like that. Understandable. (laughs) Right? I, I know that feeling. But she said it was really late, like two in the morning late for them. But They lived kind of out in the woods and couldn't go out to play, so they decided to use a Ouija board in a small little room that their great-grandma had died in. My mom said they asked cheesy stuff like, is there anyone there? What's your name? And my mom said they asked things like this for about 20 minutes until they asked again, what's your name? Now, I can't be all the way sure what the name was, but I believe it was Joshua. Anyways, the Ouija board said Joshua and my mom said suddenly it got really cold, like ice cubes in her hand cold. And the cabinets, she said, she could hear them slamming open and closed in the kitchen. They were officially freaked out then. So my mom and Amanda 
threw the Ouija board in the fireplace and watched it burn. And everything stopped. She said she could hear the cupboard still slamming for like 40 seconds, but every time she went in, it stopped. So she never actually saw it. They thought everything was fine the next day. She got a call that said, why did you kill Joshua? And my mom immediately hung up. After that day, they never saw or heard anything again. They didn't tell tell anyone until 20 years later. My God, that's crazy. I know. Isn't that creepy? I don't understand why people even bother sometimes. This is why you don't mess with Ouija boards. I know, but still, this you know, like, it's a novelty. I, it's a novelty. I will always stick with the strict rule that there is not to be a Ouija board anywhere on the property that I am at. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. I know there is not a the Ouija attic. board. I know there is not a Ouija board <laughs> up in that attic. <laughs> Anyways, Jordan, why don't you finish off the history of the Ouija board? I'd be delighted. So, now they had to get it patented. For that, they had to prove the board worked. So, with Miss Peters in tow, Bond went to the patent office in Washington to fill out the application. Demonstration time came, and if the board was able to spell the chief patent officer's name, they would be granted their patent. The spelling of the name was supposed to be unknown to Bond and Peters. So they start the seance using the board. With all of them sitting, they started communicating with the spirits of the board, and they were able to spell his name with complete accuracy. It should be remembered that Bond was a patent attorney, so he may have just known how to spell it. But on February 10, 1891, a white-faced and visibly shaken patent officer granted Bond the patent for his new game. Now, for the last story of the night... So the last story of the night comes from a user who deleted their account, so I do not know their name. Strange Ouija Board Experience. Okay, so this story takes place a couple years back at my mother's house. Stop using Ouija boards at your mother's house, everybody. If you're going to use a Ouija board, do it in your own location. Your mom did it at her mother's house. Yeah, and you know, that's so rude. And I I was dealing with the consequences of her actions. So you were? Yes. I was dealing with that. So that is what I was saying. Stop using Ouija boards at your mother's house. Use it at your own place. Make your own place haunted. (laughs) Jeez. Anyways. For the listeners out there. (laughs) I remember getting a Ouija board at Walmart. This was probably like 2016, 2017. I had a friend with me that day and we played with it a couple hours a day after buying it. It was still daylight outside As I expected, nothing happened or came out of it for a couple of days. After we were done playing, we said goodbye and placed the Ouija board in a closet, which was at the foot of my bunk bed. I remember one night around 1 a.m., a few days later, I awoke to something tingling slash touching my feet. Now, let me just say this. There is no fan on, and this has never happened previously. I also had no pets in the room at the time. I was completely alone. I will never mess with that stuff again. I threw it away the next morning, and I remember sleeping in the room, living room at night. Ooh. Here's the thing. Anything touching my feet in the middle of the night, I don't care what it is. I immediately think it is a monster under the bed. I am going to die. It's going to happen. Like, this is it. This is the end of my life. Yeah, the, the moment something touches my foot, I'm done. I mean, like... You know, I, I'm one of those sleepers who likes to have his feet 
outside of the blanket. And I know that's like a big no-no to the more paranoid people out there. I can't do it. I would have my leg hanging off the bed if I could. No. Whatever makes me like more tempered. You no. Know? You know what's going to happen? Temperate, I should say. Your leg is going to be hanging off the yeah. edge of your bed and the boogeyman is going to come the, out of the bed. The boogeyman. I am a 32-year-old man, okay? I'm not care. afraid of no boogeyman. I'm supposed to be telling kids this. The boogeyman can be a live person <laughs> that is hiding under your bed for all you know. Oh, okay. First off, no. Second, I check. Thirdly, I make sure the door is locked. I would like to know, though, to everybody out there, that you would not immediately get up and make sure there wasn't an intruder in the house if you heard something. You would sheepish, sheepishly shout my name from the bed. I'm not the one who moans in their to sleep me, like a I ghost. You sounded like one of those Scooby-Doo <laughs> ghosts. Or like courage, return the slime. <laughs> Uh, for for those who don't know that story, I had fallen asleep on the couch one night and Jordan had gone to bed and I had been making this like guttural, deep moaning sound in my that? sleep. I don't know. And Jordan had awoken to the sound in the very dark apartment and assumed that somebody might be standing over me doing very nasty, gross things and instead of just like coming to my rescue right away, yeah, I should have just came out swinging, perhaps bashed you with a bat, right? That's that's what you would prefer. I mean, you could have at least looked out into the hallway to make sure. I did sure. come out into the hallway. No, you didn't. You laid in I bed. I saw shadows. You laid in bed. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No. You're calling my manhood into question. It's not you, cool. you laid in bed and sheepishly went, Tegan. And that woke me up for Look, some reason. Stop being creepy and there wouldn't be any issues. Either way, folks, we hope you enjoyed the history of the Ouija board and the stories that we had for you tonight. Have a good night. Have a spooky night. Thank you for joining us. This has been The Haunting Podcast. Do you have an idea for an episode or just want to leave a comment and say hi? Visit our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for this, show notes, and other extras. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.